With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. This is Dr. Simon. It's Tuesday and not Wednesday. Uh, my wife is out tonight, and I decided to do a show tonight. I don't know if how many people will hear this uh, because I moved the day. I, I'm, I'm not sure that it really makes that much of a difference in the long run. Um, but I want to continue uh, uh, asking questions and uh, discussing stories that we live by uh, that uh, have always been the, the theme of my show. Uh, apparently, I've been doing this since 2007, so it's coming up on five years. Um, and I'm really quite proud of this series. Uh, I hope it doesn't go off the air. I have to figure out a way of preserving these. Uh, unlike books, this could disappear into the ether uh, very quickly. Um, but I am proud of this. Uh, uh, it represents, to me, uh, some of my own creativity and my need to be creative uh, and as a psychologist and perhaps uh, being creative, illuminate uh, some of the problems that I see around me while at the same time satisfying my own desire to be creative, something that I believe every human being possesses because we are individuals, because we are different, we have a voice, and um, I think there is a profound need to uh, matter, I've done shows on that, the need to matter, to, to have voice, uh, to be heard, to be recognized. Um, and, and as an individual, uh, reflected as valid in the eyes of our fellow human beings. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, as a teacher and as a psychologist, uh, as a practitioner, uh, seeing patients for the last 45, almost 50 years, I discover that most people, des their desire to be uh, individual and express themselves in a creative, positive way uh, is stilted. It is uh, put out during childhood. And what replaces um, individual creativity, uh, acts of love given by us uh, to others in the same time we try to make ourselves lovable, is replaced by uh, social pressures, maybe biological pressures, uh, but no different than the biological pressures to love, be loved, to be noticed, to, be, to matter, because biology made us aware of ourselves as individuals. The word I is a universal word uh, in whatever language uh, we use. I want to matter. I look, I see, I speak, 
I love, I hate, we matter. We want to matter. Uh, that all of this is replaced by uh, a kind of a obedience, uh, a kind of a fear of speaking out, being made to feel ashamed, guilty, uh, that we are somehow selfish if we as individuals express our needs, even in the most positive of ways. Uh, one of the things that set me off to do this show is not only the last couple of shows I've done, particularly the last one, which I really like very much, uh, on the fact that more and more human beings, uh, perhaps the majority of human beings, uh, become zombies. That is, hungry for something, perhaps hungry for sex, uh, hungry for food, uh, but also hungry to matter hungry to assert themselves as individuals in a creative way, hungry to be loved and to love, to need and be needed. Uh, and this thwarted need drives them forward uh, in, in rage and anger uh, and, and destruction, destructive to their fellow human beings, and hence uh, fitting the definition as monsters, and, and as, as uh, uh, forces to be reckoned with and perhaps destroyed before they destroy themselves. Uh, being part of vast armies, uh, taught and armed to kill, not to love, not to create, but just destroy. And in our modern times, using the technologies uh, that we've developed destroy in vast, uh, awful, industrial strength ways. Now, part of what set me off uh, is that in the last couple of months, uh, I have uh, discovered a number of really creative individuals um, in literature and music, in the arts, and I've always turned uh, to the arts, including music, literature, uh, good movies, uh, again, that's my value judgment that this particular movie or that movie is good as compared to what I value or see as trash uh, done for commercial reasons, uh, appealing to uh, the worst in people, uh, not asking any participation in the creative act uh, of others in terms of a creative interpretation of some creative aspect of uh, a movie or a mu piece of music uh, that reflects the best in an individual who's reaching out uh, to matter to his fellow human beings. Um, and I, let me talk about, I love literature. I love to read. Um, and again, to have to make a value judgment, I like reading good stuff. And by good stuff, I mean something with complexity, something with characters who uh, in some ways feel more real to me than many of the people I see around me um, because the author lets me get to know them better, understand their motivation, uh, be intrigued by them more than so many of the people I interact with whom I care for and like and even love who have learned to hide themselves. And the idea of opening themselves up 
and the idea of expressing themselves uh, in a way that's individual and positive for themselves has long been suppressed. Um, I've learned uh, that uh, my work as a psychologist, when it is creative and as a teacher, is to help individuals release that individual sense of self and creativity and love in a way uh, that is satisfying to them and makes life really worth living. Um, I love what's called classical music. Uh, not saying that I don't love an awful lot of popular music. I was playing cards with some individuals who said there is no good popular music, and I said to them, there's a station that I listen to on Sirius Radio, especially in the car with my wife, uh, who, called The Blend, in which I think there's a tremendous amount of good popular music. I'm not sure uh, that some of this stuff isn't tainted by excessive commercialism, uh, because for so much of popular music, it merely the commercial value. Make a quick dollar, and if it disappears, it doesn't seem to matter. What makes classical music different, especially in this day and age, is that there really can't be very much money in it, either for the people who write the music, the people who produce and play the music, um, the people who record it, uh, and yet it's being done. And it's being done because there are individuals for whom creating a piece of music and producing that piece of music that is designed to last for the ages, for long periods of time, to express uh, deeper emotions, to create an intellectual structure to the music uh, that satisfies uh, uh, with the kind of richness uh, that most popular music uh, really can't do in, in three minutes or four minutes. Um, and I'm not just merely talking about Bach and Beethoven and Mozart and Tchaikovsky, uh, who I started to listen to in my teens, and after 55 years, always looking for something new, more modern uh, in its expression, it's a social expression, uh, post-World War I, post-World War II, post the death of God, uh, which for so many intellectuals uh, is a fact rather than as a fiction, um, and, and movies. Uh, every once in a while I come across a movie uh, that makes me glad to be alive, that intrigues me, that makes me really think. And I want to talk a little bit about uh, a book, a movie, and some music that are the direct stimulants of my talking about this on the air tonight. The book by Donna Tart, T-A-R-T-T, -T, is called The Goldfinch. It's a long book, um, uh, and it has a Dickens quality, Dickinsonian quality, great description, wonderful characters, a fascinating plot. And I'm about a third of the way through the 700 pages of the book, and I'm reading slowly. I read paragraphs over. The characters intrigue me. I love them. Uh, I dislike them, but they're real to me. And, and the plot of the book is really a, a memoir of a young man uh, who is quite ill. I don't know how this is going to end in Amsterdam, telling us about the story of his life, 
uh, and his relationships. And to me, it is a masterpiece. That's not a word I use easily, but this is a book that I think 100 years from now, 200 years from now, if we haven't wiped ourselves out, uh, if we haven't destroyed the planet we live on so that people now live on a survival or subsistence level, and, and good literature simply is a luxury that nobody can any longer afford, uh, I think we'll be there. Um, when I started listening to music, uh, long symphonies, concertos, the stuff that's called classical, uh, which I simply call a good, long, complex music, uh, great melodies, harmonies, uh, structure that intrigues. Uh, uh, I, I can no longer listen to Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony, which I listened to just recently in the car on the radio, and again, I'm awed by the way he orchestrated it, the way he whips up the orchestra, the kind of melodies, the, the uh, happiness, the despair uh, that it makes me feel when I listen to this piece. But I can no longer. So I look for new pieces. And in the last couple of months, uh, I read uh, Fanfare Magazine and American Record Guide, which is a kind of misnomer. And there's no records around anymore. Uh, but I read them for composers I know who are writing new music. Uh, and I came across... Uh, and ordered and fell in love with because I no way to hear this. You can't hear this on the radio. It's just simply not being played. Um, uh, two symphonies by a fellow named Seppo Pohola, um, uh, an Englishman named John uh, Picard, uh, two discs of six or seven pieces of music, some of them over a half hour long, that are so brilliant and so wonderful to me. Uh, John Joubert, who was raised, uh, born and raised in South Africa, but is an Englishman, uh, two symphonies of his, um, uh, two discs, and an incredible movie. Again, I've seen a lot of good movies. Unfortunately, more and more of them are foreign-made, Israeli uh, or uh, Iranian or uh, uh, Asian, uh, European, French, German, but this was a German film uh, from a few years ago called lives of others that dealt with the horror of life uh, in uh, East Germany in 1984, uh, well after the fall of Hitler, uh, but uh, the uh, rise of communism uh, and its dictatorship and the use of citizens to spy on and turn in other citizens, uh, the total suppression of art of music uh, to service the needs of the state, but ultimately not the needs of the state, but the personal whims and power of those who represent the state. Uh, communism, like all other religions, and it's really more a religion than anything else, has always been subverted, uh, just as most of the religions that we live by in our Western society have been subverted. Uh, and I want to talk about that in a moment, some of the, the, the religious stories that make me wonder how we got to this point um, uh, where art and music can be so suppressed and instead the best of our young men and now our young women uh, are 
trained to be zombies that kill their fellow potential artists and are killed by them all over the world uh, as they give up their names and their identities uh, and their, their desire to express themselves as individuals and put on uniforms and uh, uh, are given numbers that uh, replace their names. To me, armies, wherever they are, represent the failure of the best of us as human beings. And yet, I don't have to tell anybody who's hearing this, uh, armies uh, are made up of what are called heroes. And if, they, uh, if their humanity and their creativity uh, cry out for expression uh, and rebel against the uh, rigidity and the dehumanification uh, of being in an army and taught to see your fellow human beings as non-human and hence uh, justify their destruction, uh, we call them mentally ill, just as we call anybody mentally ill and disordered uh, and, and having a brain problem uh, who can no longer or cannot live under the circumstances of a life that is oppressive and repressive and harmful to them as individuals, that demands of them uh, that they become zombies rather than creative, loving individuals. Um, let me start. Uh, the last month or two, I've done some interesting stories. Uh, I, I did two or three on notes from the High Holy Days, my reactions to the High Holy Days. And I want to go back to the Bible. Not that I see the Bible as any more than stories, uh, but stories that are foundational. Uh, religious stories all over the world are often foundational to the societies that have created them and now live by them. And like all stories, a uh, uh, wonderful philosopher by the name of Michael Pogliani, who said, we all know more than we can say, or we all know more than we actually say. Uh, Freud had a similar idea that became the basis of his theory that so much of what we express carries with it unconscious meaning, meanings that we express without aware we're expressing them or meanings that we try to deny within the expression of our stories. And so Bible stories, uh, the Old Testament, which I'll talk about tonight and have talked about because I'm most familiar with it, um, uh, are really foundational and express consciously and unconsciously all manner of interesting material uh, that can help us understand how we live uh, and why we end up in the predicaments that I'm talking about tonight. That is, living as zombies rather than as creative, loving individuals who write symphonies and novels uh, and make wonderful movies or cook terrific food uh, write poetry, sing, dance, uh, all of which are in the arts expressing ourselves in the best way I believe that human beings can express themselves. Being uh, individual uh, citizens, responsible to others, responsible to their society, but in a way uh, that is respected by their fellow citizens and respects their fellow citizens for their individuality and for their need and desire to matter 
and express themselves creatively as individuals. The first story in the Bible is the story of Genesis, the creation of the universe. And in this story, often taken literally, uh, that, that God did create a world, a, a male God, unfortunately, created the world in six literal days, um, what we see is that each day God created another aspect of the universe uh, until on the sixth day he created what apparently is his central masterpiece, you and I, humanity. And created us, it is, I'm told, in God's image. God's image. If we are, I ask, created in God's image, then why aren't we uh, uh, demand, given commandments to create? Because once we get into the Bible itself, my interpretation is that there's very little creativity, but mainly obedience. And in my shows, the last couple of weeks where I talked about uh, my thoughts on the High Holy Days, the story of Abraham and Isaac, where God demands of Isaac that he uh, cut his, burn him on an offering and cut his throat to prove his loyalty to God. And um, he stays him at the end, uh, but not until uh, uh, Abraham proves his loyalty that he was willing to destroy his son in the name of authority. And God is the ultimate authority. And if we look at how I think the human race behaves with its armies of zombies uh, taught to kill and accept being killed and then raised to the highest honor, higher than any poet, higher than any, I mean, go through uh, or wherever you go in the world. In the town square, there is almost always a soldier, rarely a scholar, rarely a physician healer. Uh, it's almost always those who have been killed or wounded or those or also who have killed. Uh, this is what we seem to hold in the highest regard, that we obediently listen to those authority to tell us, as God told uh, Moses and Joshua, go forth and blow down the walls of Jericho and destroy every man, woman, child, infant, and animal to take that land uh, 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 for your own. Um, how did we get from the story of Genesis and the glory of being creative and a creator to obedience and becoming what I now call a zombie, willing to destroy and die for the name of authority? Uh, in thinking about this uh, particular show, um, I thought about World War I. Uh, one of the things that struck me uh, in the course of my education was the horror of World War I, the ultimate horror, in many ways worse than World War II, uh, although that could be a matter of, of real debate, uh, probably not as bad as what we might have when we have World War III, uh, and four and five, uh, which may not be as blow out and take place in the trenches, 
but which may very well be underway as we speak today, as I speak and you listen to this. One of the battles that I was incredibly intrigued by took place in France. It was the Battle of the Somme. This battle went over several months, and before it was over, uh, there were 500,000 German dead, 200,000 French dead, and 400 and some 50,000 British dead. The trenches were lined up on one side, the Germans, on the other, the French and the English. And when the battle started on the first day, the soldiers heard a whistle and they were expected as good soldiers in the name of God and country to run over the top, go over the top and run into no man's land where everything had already been blown away and scorched away. There was nothing but barbed wire. There was nothing but uh, 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 mines that had been planted into withering gunfire, cannon fire, uh, mortar fire. And on the first day, the British lost 80,000 men. I've read 80,000. Uh, some other source said 60,000. doesn't matter. And the battle ended on that day when the soldiers coming out of the trenches could no longer climb over the dead and wounded and blood of their comrades. This went on for several months to over a million casualties. And nobody said enough. The generals who led this, speaking in the name of God and country, said, you have to be brave, you have to be loyal. Life does not matter. Victory matters. In a war that most people didn't understand, because most people don't understand most wars. Um, World War I, they thought, would be satisfied by, um, by uh, treaty. Most people thought it would be, and it wouldn't take place. And yet this horror took place, and in the end, uh, 20 million, at least 20 million people lay dead uh, as the zombies of both sides um, uh, uh, marched against each other. One of the great books of literature that everybody should read uh, is, um, takes place in Germany during the war or, or in, the, in, the, in the fields. Um, and it suddenly goes out of my mind. Uh, but anyway, it'll come to me, uh, the title of the book, um, in which two young men uh, go into a, a foxhole, uh, into a hole created, a crater, by a bomb, uh, one from one side, one from the other, and uh, point their rifles and bayonets at each other, but as night comes, decide not to kill each other, and, at the, and, and get to know each other. They show pictures of their mothers, their lovers, their children, their grandchildren, their, 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 no, no grandchildren, but uh, families, and they survive the night, and when morning comes, uh, they... Uh, resume their hostilities, and the German kills, I forget if he's French or English, the other gentleman. And he's shattered by this. He's shattered. Because he no longer sees the enemy as a zombie. Uh, and the enemy during the night didn't see him as a zombie. Uh, he then returns, but he's not the same individual. And at the end of the book, 
he reaches up to pick a flower and a sniper shoots him in the head. Oh, God, why can't I remember the title? This is happening to me more and more. Uh, uh, great novel of World War One. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. I'll come, I'll, before I hang up this show, it'll come to me. Um, anyway, why are we this way? Why do we yearn to be individuals and creative and yet listen to the politicians and the generals? Why do we become? And I have no real answer for that. Except to note that for some of us, and for the best of us, and it's best in my judgment, we are not soldiers, we're artists, we're musicians. Uh, we yearn for our children to grow up and be good and kind for others. And yet at the same time, we teach them obedience. What happened in the Bible? That it starts out that we are the image of the ultimate creator and hence should be creative and end up being obedient and under the orders of those who lead us do slaughter and get slaughtered. Um, I wish I had an answer for that. I really do. Part of what we are is through evolution, but then again, our capacity to love uh, and, and to be loyal to family and friends and helpful uh, is as evolutionarily demanded as our desire to uh, protect our tribe from what we perceive to be and we're told are our enemies and destroy. So it can't be found there. And yet, uh, war and soldiering and violence seems to be much more valued than the works of John Picard, who nobody probably, I've, even those of you who might like classical music, I doubt seriously if you know his name, or Jean Joubert, or Seppo Pahola. Uh, how many copies of The Goldfinch by Donna Tartt will be sold? Or this wonderful movie, uh, shown on television on one of the uh, IFC channels. Uh, I'm not sure it ever played uh, nationally in the movies, which shows how the stasis or the secret police uh, dominated the individuals in Germany, in East Germany after the war, and how uh, creativity and the arts were systematically destroyed uh, because the individuals who run the show Individuals who believe, who lust after power, who the ones we elect over and over and over again uh, hate democracy and fear individuals who would speak out uh, with an art that uh, reflects us in terms of our goodness and our badness, uh, in our worth and our worthlessness. Uh, that raises us to the heights and lowers us to the depths, uh, that speaks the truth of that individual which goes to the heart of each of us as individuals. Hate, hate, and, and seek to destroy. Fabulous movie, well-structured, like the music I'm talking about. Uh, music that took years to write. Uh, can't be thought of as commercial. 
there's no real money in that kind of music. Never was. Well, if you were uh, a Mozart and the, uh, you played for the court of the king, um, then you, got a li- you made a living. But uh, most of these people never make any real money, and yet the desire to create is so powerful, but they find a way. They find a way, uh, uh, usually within some form of democracy, uh, usually where there's a little less repression and authoritarianism, uh, but they find a way to express themselves and to do it in a way that takes years of hard work because I'm not against discipline. I'm not all I'm saying there should be no discipline. Uh, but discipline ultimately must be have self-discipline. Uh, there must be an intellectual growth so that our emotions can be expressed in a way uh, that is structured so that when we listen to a piece of music, it's not clamor or screaming uh, or carrying on. It is, is, is a real structure that develops and builds and presents the melodies and the harmonies and the counterpoint in a way uh, that carries us along and gives us food for our thinking as well as for our emotions. Yeah. Okay. I think it's time for a cup of tea and a uh, piece of cake. I'm on, still on my diet. I'm Weight Watchers. I'm still maintaining my weight, uh, about 17 pounds under from the time I started this in September or late August. Uh, good stuff. Good. But it's time for a nice cup of tea. I don't know how many people are going to listen to this show, but I feel uh, better and more creative for having put it on. Um, when I listen to uh, uh, John Picard's piece called Tenebre, it gives me hope. Uh, and I see such wonderful creativity in the children around me, not, not only my family, but the families of friends and others, uh, as they are prepared uh, in school with individual teachers here and there who really uh, teach to the child um, and keep their possible creativity alive as compared to those who teach to the test and accept the state demands uh, that we test and test and test and somehow all children have to be measured by the same tests, uh, preparing them for their uniforms, whether it's a uniform in business in which they uh, fearfully follow orders and spend their life in perhaps a cubicle uh, making a lot of money, but uh, dreading and being miserable uh, about it uh, every day of their lives. Um, uh, I was going to talk about work and play, but you know what? I'll save that for another broadcast. So if anybody is there uh, and you'd like to call in and talk with me, 646-716-7756, or you can write me an email at LarrySidock at gmail.com or send a message uh, on my site, uh, blogtalkradio.com slash forward slash stories we live by. And I forgot to send this out. I'll do it now. doesn't matter. All right. 
So I'm going to sit here for another 60 seconds. If anybody is there and wants to co-create the next few minutes of this show, I'd love it. I really would. Anyway. I never let my friend Jim Morrison know I was on tonight because I did this kind of spontaneously. Got up this morning after thinking about some stuff last night. And I said, you know what? Since my wife is going out tonight, I'm not going to go out for dinner. It's a miserable evening. It's rainy here in South Florida. I'm only afraid it'll rain tomorrow. I won't be able to play golf. Monday I played. It was I really did well for me. Only a minimal of cheating. Only the cheating that's absolutely necessary to keep enjoying the game. And uh, I'm looking forward to have some nice people to play with tomorrow unless we're rained out. So, you want to co-create with me? Okay. Then I'm going to say good evening and have a snack and a good cup of tea. Good night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.